Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are not talking about Marvel and Star Wars. In fact, many of many folks will see the podcast name. They see Star Wars, and they go, oh, well, Game of Thrones and Star Wars podcast. How nice. No, uh, we're not technically, but I guess we are now, because we're talking House of the Dragon uh, the full series. We're going to break down that finale. We're going to talk about all the good stuff throughout. So super excited to do that. And I have a wonderful guest with us. Um, it is the great Jen Hurst. Jen, how are you? I'm good. I'm really happy to be here. I actually messaged Michael back in the summer and I was like, are you ever going to cover a fantasy TV show or sci-fi TV show? Because if you do, you have to let me know I want to be on it. And he told me that uh, House of Dragon is being covered, so it's like I'm all over that. <laughs> I'm yes. excited. Yes, Jen. Um, I want you to, you know, first of all, is like be able to introduce yourself to the audience, but also, um, you know, tell us a little about like uh, how you fell in love with Game of Thrones, or if you are in love with Game of Thrones, stuff like that. So I met Michael probably like two, three years ago now, playing online reality games we're both big reality tv fans too when i'm not doing that i'm reading sci-fi fantasy novels playing soccer and i'm an accountant in real life that's as much as we need to talk about that because it's pretty boring <laughs> i pretty much always have been really into fantasy like when i was i think the first fantasy show I watched was Redwall, which is a big Canadian show back when I was five with, we had the prophecies. There's a bunch of cute mice and they're fighting against the rats and the ferrets. And then as I got older, I got into the Tamora Pierce books, which was like girl warriors, kind of like Arya. And then when I got into adult fantasy, Game of Thrones was just starting and I knew my dad was really into it. So he was all excited to get me to read the same book as him. <laughs> so I read the book and then started watching the show, I think, right after the first season. And then I was very excited to get into House of Dragon because there needs to be more fantasy TV shows that have a high budget. Yes. And this has been a good one. We, we had uh, Rings of Power and then and this one. Um, listen, I, I really enjoyed uh, House of the Dragon. And I think that's the theme that people are going to pick up throughout this podcast is I'm not super critical of Game of Thrones, right? Um, uh, the hot take, like my party trick, my hot take party trick that I pull out to cause controversy is I say, I love the final season of Game of Thrones. I thought it was fun. I thought it was unexpected. There were some <sighs> great moments. So, uh, and I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same here. I have some issues here and there, yeah. but overall, like, uh, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, I, I like, I like House of the Dragon a lot. I, I felt the same way. Like, it definitely had some flaws for me, but overall, I thought it was good. Like, I would give it like a seven point five out of ten. It was that, fun. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so let me ask you this. So, I, we'll, we'll start with my big grievance up front. Um. I really don't love the time jumps here. I feel like, uh, you know, it kind of, you know, things would kind of ramp up and you feel like stuff's going to happen. And then it's like, oh, the next episode's like three years later. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Um, so I didn't love that. And also the recasting for me didn't really work where, um, you know, for instance, we have people like um, two brothers, Damon and Viserys. Um, Viserys seems to be like on this perpetual downward spiral spiral physically and Damon's like 
he's like 28 still like the whole time uh and then like viserys is seemingly like 103 by the end so i don't know that stuff how did you feel about uh you know kind of the accelerated pace of the show i didn't love the recastings i felt like the older actors in a lot of cases didn't really emulate the younger characters very well it all like especially with what's the name ray ray and the main girl i felt like her casting as an older adult didn't really fit the same as her younger actress so i think they could have done a better job there getting someone to have similar mannerisms yeah see i'm a because there were some instances where you're right it seemed like different characters but it was also like you know, am I supposed to read into this a little more? Why is she different? You know, and I kind of felt like when we got back to her, they did capture well that like she's like, you know, she's kind of putting in a position that she doesn't like for many years and she's raising kids and, you know, she's much more like grizzled now, you know, like she's just like a hard mom. And um, that's like a side that we didn't necessarily see before. So, you know, there were situations like that that didn't bother me as much. Uh, and then there were situations like, you know, Damon, who's like the same guy the whole time. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was weird to me too. Why did he not age up or why didn't they do makeup or something to make him look younger than his actual age for the second half? It seemed like, it seemed like, I guess the rule of thumb was if the character was under the age of 18, then they got recasted and all the adults stayed the same. Um, but yeah. then of course, some of the adults had like better makeup. I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I want to, uh, let's, I don't want to bury the lead here. Um, we, we're coming off just a couple days off this finale. Um, an incredible, uh, ending. I thought, uh, what did you think of the final episode? I think it was probably my favorite episode of the series just cause I was so invested. It felt like we finally got to where everything was starting. Like a lot of it felt like set up and now we're suddenly getting to the meat of it. The fun stuff, the game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about this scene with uh, uh, Amond and the young boy at the end with the dragon. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I found it to be a little predictable in that, like, you know, I heard some people saying, like, oh, I always knew he was going to die. But, like, it wasn't for me until this episode when um, the mother is, like, kind of saying goodbye to them and preparing them. And I was like, this is, like, really, like, they're really kind of overselling, like, this goodbye. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I, I have a lot of questions, though. Like, number one, why was Eamon chasing him if he didn't intend to kill him or hurt him somehow? Uh, two, you know, I kind of feel like it's a non-problem because, number one, they didn't know Eamon was there. Uh, so he could just kind of leave and be like, this wasn't my fault. I don't know. Yeah. What, what, what do you think about, like, that ultimate uh, final thingy? It felt like kind of a little bit anticlimactic at the time because there wasn't a lot of build up to who his character was aside from his relations. And then, yeah, it just felt, it was a little predictable, but the fact he was there kind of random too. So I'm curious if it's going to have a bigger effect later on because it didn't feel like too much stakes at this point. Yeah, I think I think that's probably going to be a big thing for season two. I, I feel like this was, here's my prediction. The, sne the sea snake, you know, he's got all his fleet. Mm -hmm. They're going to find the dragon corpse and uh, it's going to be like a mystery. They're going to be like trying to figure out who did this. So um, you, you kind of figure though, like, you know, what, what can kill a dragon? Probably a bigger dragon. Most likely. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
So, okay, well, let's go. Let's move on here. I want to talk about in more depth here. My favorite character, and I heard some people making fun of this man, and I hated it because I think this guy is one of the most genuine people we ever had on Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon. It's King Viserys. Uh, he. He is the most normal person I've ever seen on the show. And I say that to be like, you know, he's really like, you know, in the beginning, he's like very much interested in like, you know, having a son and building the legacy. But I feel like after they died, it's like he just became a man. He's like, nobody bother me. Uh, like he's like always disgruntled, uh, but he's not like trying to start wars. He's not trying to have issues with his brother. Um, here's a quote that that he gave. I'm gonna play this sound clip. I thought this this is this line delivery was one of the best in the entire show. And again, this is like when people were making fun of him, like this guy is an incredible actor. But listen to this. My wife and son are dead. I will not sit here and suffer crows that come to feast on their corpses. Like just like a genuine person that just he's just trying to live his life he's trying to mourn his family and like everybody else is political you know and and i think that's the thing with game of the game of thrones is like all the characters have a political motivation while he's just like i'm just trying to live my life <laughs> what do you think sorry i've i've ranted on because i love this man what do you think of Viserys? i've i thought he suited the role really well because yeah as you said he was very realistic as a person without the political motivation and he kind of, like most people, had to kind of learn and adapt to realize, yes, my daughter can do this. Because he was very motivated at the time by what society said he needed to have, but then kind of modernized a bit, I feel. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good way of putting it. Uh, he, like, I feel like his growth was very much in the fact that, like, you know, coming to accept, like... Um, Maybe it's not so much like the lack of con uh, conflict, but, you know, he's like, I'm going to do what makes me happy. Therefore, I would expect my family to do the same. So when he makes that decision to, to marry Alicent, which was his preferred, which, you know, again, you know, was she like 17? His other option was 12. You know, I don't know if like. <laughs> I think, you know, he made the natural choice, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he picked the decision that was going to make him happy. Therefore, he was going to let his daughter do the same. So I, I like that parallel between them. One thing that really threw me off watching it is how was he with her, a brunette, but had blonde kids. But his daughter was apparently sleeping with a brunette and had brunette kids. What what is going on with this genetics? Like I know it's a fantasy world, but it wasn't adding up in my head. Yeah, we need a genetic specialist on here. I think uh, <laughs> is it like the male gene? Is the hair stronger in the male? I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a good point. I never really thought about it like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, my 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 gut was like, okay, if you're a Targaryen, you like automatically have blonde hair but yeah you're right that doesn't make any sense no and the whole time that's all i was thinking <laughs> yeah uh speaking i i should have mentioned this earlier but speaking of uh his kids um i guess the two the two that we know the most is aegon and aemond um and this is another like you know it's not really a recasting issue but aemond looks like the older brother but he's the younger brother the one with the eye patch yeah like he looks like he's like 38 and like easily yeah. but like he's not the heir i was like wait i'm so confused whatever yeah when he showed that. up against the eye patch i was thrown off for a second too i'm like wait what <laughs> yeah so 
Um, okay, I want to move on to uh, another character here that I, I liked a lot. I think I think like the internet probably liked him more than I did. Um, it's Damon. What, what do you think of uh, Damon? He's a charming villain I feel like every story needs. I love a complex villain personally. And I thought he suited the role really well. He had some snipey, funny lines, but it didn't go into too comedic, I thought. So it was just a good balance. Yeah, I know we're like 12 minutes into the podcast now, but I, I think it I, I think it's time that I bring it up. The incest, okay? What's going on here? So I think the thing in like Game of Thrones, they had uh Jamie and Cersei, who were brother and sister and in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And like that was like the weird thing right everyone thought yeah. that was weird they kept it a secret and then also they were the villains too so it was like you know obviously these villains are doing this weird stuff but now in this show it's the heroes that that are like marrying into families and it's also socially acceptable uh in the past i don't i don't, I don't know this is all very weird to me but they also remember how the fans were all like go Daenerys and john even though she was his aunt yeah, I think I think that's what it was. I think I think uh, Jamie and Cersei they opened the doors for what could possibly be. We were all a little weirded out, but then mm-hmm. we met John and and uh, 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 Daenerys. So I think that's what now now it's cool. Once <laughs> they made incest cool, right? <laughs> I'm just wondering about how there is no back to the genetic specialist. Well, how are there no defects when they've been marrying into each other for so long? Like they said, Daenerys was 179 years later. Like, how did she not look like what they say King Tut looked like? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and that's the thing about, um, oh Lord, what's his name? Joffrey. And and yeah. like, you know, he was like a, he was a basket case. Yes. And like, it was to be implied that that's the reason why. So I don't know, maybe we'll see something there in future seasons. Maybe, maybe we'll see more of them go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, Jen. Let me ask you this. I'm a. I, I, I kind of set you up here. I'm a very casual fan. Uh, so some of this stuff kind of gets confusing to me. Um, but I was thinking about this earlier, and I didn't have a good answer for it. And maybe, hopefully, this clears things up for the audience as well. If you're confused, um, in Game of Thrones, there's a lot of talk about the Mad King. Um, I, I don't know who that is uh, in relation to this story because I know he was a Targaryen. Is this before or after House of the Dragon? Do you do you have any insight on that? I thought it was after, but now I, I'm wondering, yeah. Yeah, I think we need the family tree here. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're only like 100 years out from Game of Thrones, which means, I don't know, like, it makes me wonder, like, is the Mad King Rhaenyra's son? I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and that would explain, again, the incest thing, you know, kind of makes you, uh, you know. Look crazy. <laughs> um, it was King Aris the Second Targaryen. Okay, see that doesn't that doesn't uh, that made me more confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay. We don't we don't need the the father of of Daenerys. Okay, so that's right. probably why they would have killed him so that they could get him off the throne and put Robert Baratheon on the throne. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> I wonder if this show is going to, like, I don't know, again, like, the extent of how much more we'll be doing time jumps, but is that, like, the end of the show? Is that, like, uh, Robert's Rebellion? I don't think that's going to be the end of the show. I think that there's going to be a big, big event, but I don't want to spoil it about what Ooh. the end is going to be. 
Okay, thank you. Yeah, so I've been trying to avoid the the book spoilers. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to ask you about this guy next, um, because uh, from what I heard about the the book, I know you didn't read it, but it's very interesting to me. What I don't, I'm bad with the names. The Sea Snake's son, um, the one that married Renera and had the boyfriend, and then got shipped off. Yeah, the hot one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was how I referred to him in my head. Yeah. 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 So uh, I had heard that his character was killed in the books and they changed it in the show to to him having escaped, which I think that's a really interesting change of the canon where like, well, of course, in history, this man would be dead. You know, in the history books, that's what would be recorded. Yeah. But with the history books, don't tell he actually escaped and survived. I like that. Yeah. I think that was an interesting twist because I felt there's so many points where they almost did like needless killings, I felt. So it was nice to see it not happen. Well, I was a little confused because like the whole sequence that it happened, like you kind of see like Damon like whispering to people and then like there's like a fight and then they all rush upstairs and there's like a guy in the fire pit and we're supposed to think that's him. So I'm like, who was the guy in the fire pit? Did they like kill an innocent person to like make them think that was his corpse? Is that what happened? That's what it seemed like to me. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Cause it's almost like they're like, okay, well let's do the noble thing and let this man escape and not kill him. Cause that was their first option. They were discussing that they might have to kill him. Um, but no, they just killed somebody else. You know, it's not, <laughs> I don't know if it's any morally better, but whatever. I mean, um, it made a little more sense than the jousting deaths. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true good point good point um okay well speaking of jousting uh here's another character i want to get your opinion on what do you think of sir Kristen? um is he, he hot um the only ones i thought were really hot was her husband and even uh damon at moments but okay. they were the only two that really did anything for me <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sir Kristen, I don't know if I like this guy because he like there's a lot of he like he had that outburst at the wedding where he like killed that guy. Yeah. And then he also like after Viserys' death, he like kills like one of the hands at the table. He smashes his head. Like, I don't know. This guy's <laughs> I like I thought he was supposed to be like our new Jon Snow, you know, just kind of like the the dashing knight. But no, he's he's got a no. killing problem. Yeah, he went through I thought the same thing at the beginning, but then he really changed as it went on and kind of switched alliances a bit. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there's Sir Kristen. Um, okay. So another th another <laughs> a group of people that were really confusing to me in the show were the Strongs, right? Um, and there were multiple of them. Uh, and even now I can't really tell you all about them. There's the one guy with the cane. And like, he's always like, He's like going about the castle and telling secrets. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what your motivation is. I barely even know who you are. Uh, what do you think of that guy? Was he supposed to be like Varys Light or something? <laughs> yeah, he's like half Varys, half Littlefinger, but like, I don't know. Less the... charming. And more foot fetish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. He like, so... I guess was it his brother that Rhaenyra was actually hooking up with, and then they killed them. That's what it kind of seemed like. It definitely hinted that that was who she was hooking up with, but I don't know if they were intended to die. 
Like it seemed like uh, the queen didn't really want them dead. She just kind of wanted them out of the castle. Gotcha. And he was the crazy one where he's like, okay, we'll just. Yeah, yeah we're just <laughs> kill them off. No big deal. Let me just kill my family because yeah. they're slightly inconveniencing you. <laughs> and destroy my cast the castle where we live too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about, oh, let's see, where do we go next? How about the Valerians? Okay, the sea snake. Um, we already talked about the hot sun. Yeah. Um, but I, I've been hearing a lot of things because apparently the dad, he has Corliss. I know that one. I think that's his name. I hope that's his name. Corliss, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a pathetic podcast. I tried to do my research, guys. Um, but I heard he's getting a spinoff. Uh, did you know about this? No. Apparently, like, it's going to be like him as a younger guy. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, in the books, he's really cool. He's like a sailor. So, I don't yeah. Know. I just, I don't know. For If I want another spinoff, I'd rather have the North. Yeah, is the Jon Snow show? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or yeah. just the North and the Giants. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what spinoff I would want. I don't know. I feel like you could just do a sequel to Game of Thrones. Because, <laughs> like, there's so many people, like, yeah. Arya, like, what Arya's up to. You know, she sailed off at the end. I'd like to know what she's, like, you know, was she being a pirate or something? She could have a good spinoff. Sansa yeah. could, too, leading the North. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, just make the 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 next season. Yeah. <laughs> forget House of the Dragon and and the Sea Snake show. Uh, just yeah. Do the next season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. People don't like. We touched on it briefly. Uh, final season of Game of Thrones. Uh, you you're down on it. I didn't okay. like it. They created this really strong female character in Daenerys. And then within like two episodes, they completely cut down all of her character development and just killed her off. Like the actress, Amelia Clark, was literally on the phone with her mom crying, saying, I feel like I let down women everywhere with this. See, I get that. I don't, I get that complaint. I guess my thing was like, as I was watching, like very early on in the show, I was like, this chick is a little crazy, <laughs> you know, because she's like, she was killing people a lot, uh, yeah. burning people with dragons. Like, she always seemed like, she almost, at times, seemed like the most politically motivated person and almost to a dangerous and detriment. So I'm like, for me, I was like, she was always kind of bad. So, like, I know, like, a lot of people tell me when they talk about the final season, like, oh, well, she just, like, started killing people. I'm like, she was always killing people. She always was, but she definitely had more compassion in the early seasons. Like, that was almost her... Um, in most fantasy books, characters have kind of an Achilles heel. And that was hers at the t initial beginning, was that she was too compassionate. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Um, uh, good good points. Well, what about the... what about the, the Now let's turn into the Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, <laughs> What about who the ultimate king was? I Bran, you like him a lot. That's another complaint. People don't like that he was the king. Nothing like missing a whole season and coming back to be on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> That's like messing up the winners edit and survivor or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, they did that one season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll we'll go back to House yeah. of the Dragon here. What did you think of the CGI in House of the Dragon? I'm trying to think of anything that stood out that was 
necessarily bad. Uh, you know, especially like, you know, being a big Marvel fan, I talk about it a lot on the podcast. There's a lot of questionable CGI in Marvel. I think compared to like some of the Marvel shows, this is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Did, was there anything weird for you? I think it, it was pretty well done. There is a few dragon movements I thought that were a little wonky, but to be fair, I think you would need like a hundred million dollar budget an episode just on the dragon. Yeah. Cause that's where most of the budget's going right now, I think. Well, the dragons are weird because like they kind of move weirdly too. Cause sometimes yeah. I'm like, is that like a CGI flaw or is it like how the dragons move? Because sometimes they look really small and then like the way their wings expand, like it's almost like they're coming out of their body. I'm like, how did you get that big that quickly? I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, and how the back moves too. Like it's like, yeah. is it a vertebrae or an invertebrae? <laughs> they don't quite have the anatomy down, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't hate it i, I feel like i'm there's not besides the dragons uh i guess there was that moment we could talk about this here now um where uh, rhaenerys uh you know they're they're crowning aegon king she goes to get her dragon and she like busts through the floor kills all those people um maybe that was not so great maybe the, maybe they could have done better on that part what do you think of that um i it just kind of felt, I'm trying to think of how, like, it was a fun scene to watch, but it just seemed kind of not really in line with her character that was presented afterwards with how she didn't want to go to war right away and how she wanted to know all of her allies. So it just seemed a little strange. Yeah, she also killed a lot of innocent people. Yeah, which doesn't seem to be her MO based on her planning afterwards. So let me ask you this, because I've seen this question posed a lot. Maybe it's kind of cleared up by the finale, but there, a lot of people are like, are you team Renera or are you team uh, Alicent? And I was like, people are team Alicent? I didn't know. Um, yeah. Do you have a stance on Is Could you be team Alicent? Is that a thing? Um, I'm sure that there are some people who are, not I. I'm always here for the strong women to sit on the throne. Like, yeah, right. we need more of that in real life and fantasy like us like young girls need people to look up to right yeah so i'm always on board with her and she got way more of a character arc. like when i think of her brother the only thing i think of is the weird scene of him masturbating just in the window yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's quite king material uh... no it was just bizarre like looking out over his kingdom and that's the same that was the same window that the uh that other boy jumped out of in Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. A lot of different uh, you know, human matter coming out of there, but it is what it is. Uh well speaking of Allison, let's I I kinda had written down here, we just talk about the high towers, you know, Otto mm -hmm. and Allison. Um you know, Allison, she's just uh, she's a big fat liar, right? She she I, I'm not a fan of Allison. She she's completely trying to screw and I don't know what like and maybe that's maybe my bigger issue is maybe her character with the most where like when did she become so motivated to like you know have all this power you know why does she care so much that her son is king over over her friend I don't know so I guess her dad's in her ear Otto's Are they kind even of friends uh who Renera and Allison? yeah they didn't seem like they were real friends they seemed like they were circumstantial friends. Okay, good point. I mean, 
you know, they kind of hung out like, and also like very quickly, like maybe episode, mm-hmm. like the end of episode one, they already seemed to like be in a rift. So uh, yeah, you're, maybe you're right. I don't, maybe they never were friends. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she was only friendly with Veneris just to, you know, get in with the king. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. It, but that's the thing. Even like um, when she was like first developing that relationship with Viserys, it was her dad, Otto, a lot of the times who was like, you need to wear this dress when you go speak to him, you know, like very much yeah. like kind of courting his daughter here. Uh, so I don't know. It always, I'd always taken it as Otto was the one kind of manipulating his daughter to get what he wanted. Um, so I don't know. I, yeah, that, that's a fair point. I kind of see that. But I think at the time he initially wanted her to marry for more power. So he thought that would be what those men would be more interested in. Yep, yep. No, good point. So, um, uh, okay, so I've got a couple other, uh, like, you know, some of my favorite moments uh, that I want to touch on. And I was also like, I was like reading some articles before I got on here just to remind myself what happened throughout the season. I forgot the crab feeder was on this show. Uh, What about the crab feeder? Did you like that guy? I forgot about him too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. He kind of, he had potential, you know, like, uh, (laughs) it's interesting. You know, he had like a thing, you know, he'd feed people to crabs. So uh, it's it's always necessary, you know, to just have one guy like that, just like the coconut crabs. (laughs) <laughs> someone's gotta do it <clears throat> um okay another one uh there was a lot of uh pregnancy delivery uh in this show I, and I, I i've heard a lot of mixed opinions on it some people think they don't handle it well sometimes they're better than others do you have an opinion on this um well one of the pregnant the birthing scenes seemed to go on a really long time and that was something that my dad complained to me about for a really long time. So I kind of see that point. Um, I don't think it's handled that that great, but I've also not been pregnant or given birth, so I can't fully speak on the representation there, but I'm assuming it's only men in the writing and directing chambers. So they probably don't have much more experience than I do. <laughs> That's fair. And like none of the actually now that I think of it, none of the pregnancies end well here. Uh, okay. First, we have Renera's mother who um, dies in childbirth with the child. Um, next, we have uh, Lena, who is Damon's wife for a little bit. She was having pregnancy complications and killed herself with the dragon. Yeah. And then uh, Renera at the end was stillborn. Like, I'm like, can we have, like, one child? I, I, <laughs> and I hate the line in movies or TV shows, and they're like, oh, should you want us to save your wife or your child? No, <laughs> no one asked this ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know where this, this phenomenon started from, but I feel like it needs to be axed. Yeah, yeah, no, I... <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know, but I, yeah, it's hard to picture for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so there was that. That was a couple moments. Um, that's kind of wait. That might be it. Uh, oh. Kind of. I mean, we touched on everything a little bit. Um, you know, the dragons. 
Oh, what about? Oh, <laughs> actually, my favorite part when Damon cut that dude's head off. You know? Yeah. That was cool. It was pretty cool. They had that one had good cinematography, and I really liked the opening credit cinematography too, with the blood flowing. It kind of reminded me of the infamous Suspria scene from the Italian film with like the blood over the stained glass window. It gave me the same vibes. Ooh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I feel like I need to look it up now. Yeah, you should. It's a really, really iconic okay. scene. Yeah. Well, cool. What about uh what was I gonna say? Uh oh, uh this was another one that I saw people talking about. Um the Saris was building, he had like his little model of the city. Do you yeah. think that's the the thing in the intro to Game of Thrones? You know, yes. the, I always thought that's what it was. Yeah. Cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. There's no way it's as intricate as it is in the intro, though, because it's like gears. It's like a machine almost. Yeah, they definitely probably amped it up, but I think that they definitely used the model, which I was surprised they had it back that early. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So, um, what about? So, I, I sorry, I've been I've been kind of throwing all my stuff at you. What about you? Is there anything else that you want to talk about from the show? What would you have done if you were winners and wanted to strengthen your claim to legitimacy on the throne? Because what she did, I think, was the wrong move. Oh, okay. So, um, so when are we talking here? Is this after the king dies? I could be whenever. It could okay. be as soon as she got named heir. Oh, that's so tough uh, because the circumstances are so different. Not only am I a man, uh, but I've also, you know, never had to like defend myself from something like this. Um, what would I do? Um, that you love social strategy games and they're not that much different from playing the games of Game of Thrones. You're right. You're right. It is the Game of Thrones. Um, man, this might be where like I choke and get voted out, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> Do you have an answer? Yeah. Okay. So I would have done two things. The first is when the um king's the king's right hand man vacated, I would have stepped up and gone in the role because then people would have seen me more as a leader and been seen, okay, she can do this. We can listen to her as a woman and she can gain legitimacy that way. And the other thing is I would have traveled to different of uh, like the Starks. I would have gone to, to visit the Lannisters and had them see me personally and get to know me. So then they feel more attached to me and build up my influence that way, as opposed to running away and living in the castle. Yeah, so here's if I'm if I'm analyzing the strategic move here, I think her issue was being fickle because at the beginning she had no interest in being queen, right? Yeah. Um and even as she's like named heir, you know, she's kind of reluctant, she's kind of like waffling back and forth. She doesn't ever fully commit, even towards the very end, where like her 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 seat on the throne has been taken from her in the finale, even then she's like, let's wait. You know, we don't need to yeah. go start a war. You know, let's let's just be chill. I don't think she truly ever knows if she wants the power or not. That that is a good way to look at it. Yeah, I, I could see that. But she got named heir. If mm. she doesn't take it, that's automatically a war. True. <laughs> so True. she really didn't have a choice when she was named. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, and again, it all depends on what she wants, but I guess the big thing was, um, at the, she needed to act very quickly in this finale. She did not. She also, she was sending her children to do her bidding. That was a mistake, obviously. And by themselves. You're yeah. sending your heirs by yourself. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> she was also very, what, where did they go? Was it the Baratheons? Yeah, she... and I think one was supposed to go to the Starks. Yeah, so uh, the, the boy, she was like, he's going to love you. You know, he's going to, he loves the presence of royalty. He's going to treat you well. And like the second he goes in there, that, that dude wants nothing to do with him. And I'm yeah. like, this is, you misread this situation. And then she said, Oh, the Starks will like you too, because they have a boy your age. So you guys are going to click. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, well, it's hard to imagine anything happen. Any bad happens when you go to the Starks, you know, they're the good guys. Yeah. Uh, so I think the other boys safe, but we'll see. I guess we don't know yet. We didn't see him actually go there. It's true. They probably were saving that because everyone loves the Starks. Yes. True. True. Uh, and maybe they, you know, they used all their budget on dragons. Now they have budget to like hire more famous faces to be Starks. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, okay. Well, what about uh, anything else uh, about this show that you want to touch on? Uh, I really think she should have worked harder to try to make her kids seem more legitimate too. Like maybe laughed at the rumors or did something a little more to try to quiet them. Yeah. Uh, maybe dye their hair. That would <laughs> that would be great. Just hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, she gets very defensive about it, which, you know, obviously you would, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, that's a very interesting aspect of the show. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Does that make it's very complicated? It's very complicated, like the ethics of it all. Because mm -hmm. now I'm like, does that make Allison more justified in lying because she knows that Renair is lying? I don't know. I don't know if it makes her more justified, but it definitely makes sense since both of them are in the wrong. Right. Okay, so what about do you have any predictions for season two? Um, aside from visiting the Starks, um yeah. I think we're gonna see the queen become more and more Cersei like. Ooh, okay. Uh I'm down. I was I'm a big Cersei fan. I got yeah, the Cersei me too. over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh she's my fave, so I would love that. Um mm -hmm. yeah, she need just be a little more ruthless. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Grab the bull by the horns. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my pr big prediction is at least like a couple episodes, it's going to be about figuring out what happened to the boy. I don't think it's going to be clear um, because also it like happened over the ocean. So I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be, that's going to stir some stuff up. Yeah. Um, and Lil Amond, you know, just like, uh, just like his mother, he's going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so. like Joffrey too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jen, this is so much fun. I, I really appreciate you doing this with me. Um, so one thing I like to do to um, close out the episodes is give a recommendation to the audience, something that you've been watching, reading, eating, anything, anything you want to leave the audience with. Um, do you have anything like that? 
Yeah. If you're a fantasy fan, I think you need to check out Robin Hobbs series, The Realm of the Elderlings. My personal favorite is the first one in it is called Ship and Magic, and it's about pirates and dragons. See, that's that's how you get me, because like, yes, I'm technically a fantasy fan, but I love pirates a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> I recommend it. The, the ships are magic, so they actually have personalities and talk, too. What on earth? Yeah, this is like uh, this is like you know, like the hammers and and Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, they talk to each other. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I have one. Uh, this is one. It's kind. Of, it, I, I don't have a. Do I need a fantasy one? Hmm. I don't actually have a fantasy one. It could just be the similar vibes or pacing yeah. or something. Oh, I got one. It's not necessarily fantasy, but it is vibes. The Northmen. Have you seen that? No, I should look it up though. Yes, uh, it's very good. Uh, it's based on something that I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's got a all-star cast. You know, it's kind of, you got your knights and whatnot. Uh, it's not, fan I don't know if it's fantasy. Probably like medieval is the better word for it. But uh, yeah, check out The Northman. I like that. I Same will. Much. That's a good there's recommendation. Some, swords. Yeah. Um, okay, Jen. Um Thank you again for doing this. I want to give you the chance to uh, tell people where they can find you online and anything else you're up to. Are you podcasting? Um, I did podcast, but we didn't do it this season for Big Brother. But I have in the past done podcasting with the All Girls Alliance. Yeah. We covered Big Brother. Um, you can currently find me on my Instagram and Twitter at Jen underscore underscore hers. Mainly, I just tweet about whatever TV shows I'm watching. <laughs> Well, cool. Uh, again, this was this was so much fun. Um, I, I'm going to close this out now. Um, I'd like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. And sometimes we're here multiple times a week talking about random stuff like House of the Dragon. So if you subscribe, you'll get that straight to your phones. Uh, also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, at Star Wars Pod. Uh, and you can also check our show notes for our merch. And uh, that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.